Welcome into Bearcat Rewind. Thanks for joining us here today. Episode number 80 of our podcast coming to you today. And maybe some mixed feelings as we kind of get this one rolling. Our guest is currently the Health, Sports, and Exercise Science Chair at Missouri Western. She's also the Griffins Faculty Athletics Rep. But don't listen to Missouri Western. Don't hear the word Griffins and be scared away. It's Reagan Dodge. She's a former Bearcat student-athlete here at Northwest Missouri State in the early 2000s. So despite being down there, she's wearing a lot of black and gold these days. That's all right. She's still in the MIAA. She still has those green and white Northwest Missouri State roots. So it's great to have Reagan on with us as she was a terrific tennis player for Mark Rosewell in Northwest Missouri State, but also doing so much with her career beyond that too, going from coaching tennis down at Baker to now working at Missouri Western and really racking up a lot of degrees and despite being at Missouri Western we like to joke about that a little bit she's still staying within education she's still trying to help out other student athletes at the same time so uh, a lot of great work being done there by Reagan really happy to have her on the podcast today and when we think about it it almost wasn't to be Reagan nearly took her talents elsewhere to play tennis after wrapping up her time at Johnson County Community College. So we'll dive into that within this interview coming up, but also the success that she had on the courts. She posted a 19-6 doubles record her senior year at Northwest Missouri State. In 1999, in doubles, she took second at the MIAA Championships, and that eventually led to her joining those coaching ranks, as I mentioned, at Baker and uh, being able to take on her old mentor and, and still good buddy there, Mark Rosewell, as she was at Baker coaching head-to-head against him there a few times as well. So she has some good Coach Rosie stories, but a lot of good information, a lot of good stuff here coming today from Reagan Dodd. So it's great to have her on the podcast. I enjoy the conversation. I think you will too. Now, Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash foundation. And also Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Reagan Dodd is our guest for today's Bearcat Rewind, discussing the series of events that led her to Northwest, the relationship she built with legendary head coach Mark Rosewell, and her involvement in athletics, which continues to this day. Former Northwest Missouri State tennis athlete Reagan Dodd joining us here on the podcast. Reagan, how are you doing today? Hi there, Matt. Thank you for having me. I am doing well. Glad to have you on. I know, uh, You've been very busy lately. You're bouncing Chiefs training camp. We have an oncoming school year here in just a couple of weeks. And, of course, the return of fall sports right around the corner as well. Is this the busiest time of year for you, or does that come a little bit later when the Missouri Western sports all start to overlap? You know, I think it's all relative. I would say this is definitely one of the busiest times of the year for sure with um, getting ready for the school year um, and with training camp students still needing to be advised into classes. Um, it, it definitely um, ch- is challenging for many, and including myself. You know, we look back a couple years when you're on campus here at Northwest Missouri State as a student athlete. Could you have imagined just a few years later that you'd be involved with Chiefs training camp? And, and not only that, you'd be in St. Joe working for Missouri Western, but um, in it now for seven years working with training camp and, and being a part of uh, the Griffins there with the Chiefs coming through, What's that like seeing so many people that don't know much maybe about Northwest Missouri in general kind of coming in just to see this football team? 
I know. It's, um, it's just crazy to think of. So I graduated with my undergrad um, at Northwest in 2000, but stayed till 2002. So I was thinking, you know, we're coming up on 20 years, uh, which just seems, seems crazy. Um, but it's kind of fun now to be back so close to, um, to Maryville. And people give me a little bit of trouble for working at Missouri Western, but it's actually my Northwest roots that helped me get this job, to be honest. And um, now to get to be involved with Chiefs training camp and to watch um, how an NFL organization runs and get to use those examples in my classes and get to work with college students outside the classroom, it's been, um, I've definitely learned a lot. So you mentioned it there, working for Missouri Western, a professor, the chair of the health, sport, and exercise science uh, department there, um, also the fa- faculty athletics representative too. But going through, you said that the, the Northwest roots help you get that job. Take us through that as you were kind of going through, and I assume at Baker prior before coming to Missouri Western, but kind of how that all came together. So I was at Baker um, for five years and then um, wasn't sure coaching was for me and had a mentor named Dr. Wayne Osnes, who many people would know. He was the retired chair, department chair at KU, and then he had been at Baker kind of serving in an interim department chair role. And he said, if you really want to continue working at the college level in a teaching position, you should go back to school. So fall of 2000, or spring of 2007, I left Baker, and fall of 2007, I started at KU. Uh, to get my doctorate, thinking it would take two or three years, and five years later, I was um, finally graduating, and I struggled, you know, to finish that dissertation, so I wasn't really applying for jobs like I should, because I was so worried about um, defending my dissertation and, and finishing, so I did see a few jobs, and one of them I applied for was at Missouri Western, and I had been at a few conferences within the last couple years, um, and Dr. Jim Haroff, um, which is, you know, a legendary department chair at Northwest, I ran into him at the airport, and he invited me out to, with um, Missouri, physical education, Missouri physical educators from what was a Mo Apert organization, and uh, Matt Simmons was there, you know, a Curtin, Curtin faculty member, um, very well-known, former department chair, at Northwest, and through Dr. Haroff and Matt Simmons, I met quite a few different people, including a faculty member in my department now, Dr. Bill Russell. So when I um, finally got a call to interview for the position at Missouri Western in May, uh, Dr. Bill Russell, who I had met through the Northwest Northwest colleagues, was on the search committee. So um, it was, yeah, it all kind of played out like it, it was supposed to, and I was just very fortunate. You know, we do play up the rivalry in athletics a lot, and, and rightfully so. It's a lot of fun. But those connections do go a long way. I, mean, I know I've seen it in my life personally, too, of kind of going through and, and kind of building them on both sides. And, uh, and and there are really good people on both sides. So, yeah, for as much as we like to, to kind of pit them against each other whenever it comes to athletics, I mean, Northwest and Missouri Western really does work well together overall in the grand scheme of things. Can you can you be friends with Griffins, Matt? Of course. Good, good. Because um, prior to your current role, you worked where at the radio station? Uh, prior to this, I was uh, I was at 
KQ2 in St. Joseph. Yeah, working with a lot of Griffins, yeah. So you definitely got your your Griffins. No, it's fun. The um, the overlap, I see it more and more every day. Um, and um, I actually even, you know, my first department chair here told me I couldn't put up my Northwest diplomas in my <laughs> office, but now they are hanging very proudly. As they should be, as they should be. That's good. You know, whenever I was working in St. Joe, Jerry Partridge was the head football coach for Missouri Western, and I made it a point to not tell him where I went to school and really <laughs> give him as little background as possible because I wanted him to like me before I told him that. And then, like, the second time ever I interviewed him, Ryan Minley walks by and says, you know he went to Northwest, right, and then walked away. And I'm like, well, <laughs> so much for that. But in the end, got along great with Co- Coach Partridge and, and still do and, and, and wishing him well out in Arizona. But, yeah, it's kind of funny just – he was a little questionable there at first, but he came around eventually. Because, you know, Coach Partridge said you weren't even allowed to wear green on St. Patrick's Day. He <laughs> was not a fan of the green. So I'm, I'm glad that he saw the good in you and you won him over. Oh, yeah. He's a good guy, too, even though I know Northwest fans at times. Uh, not a big fan of him, but let bygones be bygones. How do you view Northwest now if it in the grand scheme of, like, as a graduate, as a, as a fan, um, of course, you're still working in college athletics as a faculty athletics representative, too, but do you keep up on things? Do you look at a box score? Do you try to kind of keep some of those rooting interests to yourself? You know, I do. Um, I definitely keep track of the scores. You know, I think it's it's easy to cheer for the teams where I've made personal connections or still have those personal connections at Northwest. Um so when I um, when I transferred back here, I got to know Austin really well, and so you know, cheering for him and um, definitely coach the tennis teams. You know, I still definitely root for. I was um, I don't know if you remember last spring, uh, Missouri Western tennis women's tennis was up playing you all, and my stomach kind of hurt because I thought, oh my gosh, like if this is the day that coaches. 30-year um, winning streak goes down, I'm going to really feel sad for him. But, you know, at the same time, the Griffins had worked so hard, and it's the best tennis team we've had in years. And so um, it was just, yeah, I was kind of sick to my stomach. So I'm hoping we don't, I don't have to do much more of that. But, um, you know, I definitely cheer for um, Northwest when they're not playing um, Missouri Western for sure. Well, take us back to your freshman and sophomore years at Johnson County Community College, and you know after a couple of years you might have that chance to go on and, and continue being a student athlete uh, elsewhere and, and play tennis somewhere else or pursue an education, whatever you want to do. But, of course, as good as you were on the tennis court, it's probably best you did go out and continue playing. But you find Northwest Missouri State. You come up here and play with Coach Rosewell. What led to you being a Bearcat? Were there some other schools involved too? Have you heard part of this story? Cause it's I have kind of not. A good one. I have not. Okay. Um, so I, I did struggle with whether I wanted to continue playing tennis. And um, I took some visits, and I actually verbally committed to play at Washburn. I was going to be an Ichabod. And I signed my letter of intent, and um, but didn't mail it. Like, I... I think I handed, I believe I handed it to my mom and said, will you put this in the mail like any senior in high school would? And um, she said, oh, no, 
you're putting it in the mail. And um, I drove around with it in the back of my car. I don't, I'm, who knows why. And so at the time, there was an All-American playing at Northwest named Yasmin Osborne, who um, I competed against in high school and even when we were 9 or 10. I think the only time I ever really competed with her was when we were 9 because she was so amazing. But um, she gave me a call and said, "Are you? why don't you come look at Northwest? And so um, I did, and I fell in love with it that day. I just um, – the feel – student-athletes were walking around everywhere, especially in Lampkin. And um, I got to meet with Dr. Jim Red that day and, um, you know, the, the iconic athletic director and former football coach and um, – he was just wonderful and, and rosy, and um, there was just some energy about the place. So um, I went back on my um, verbal commitment and had to call um, the coach, which was Peg. Oh, I kind of forget her last name. Um, and she was not very happy, as I would have not would have been the same way. So, um, yeah, I went ahead and committed to Northwest and played those next two years and then was a GA for the tennis team for the two years after that. Have you ever kind of gone back and dissected that in your life and kind of thought about why you chose to go ahead and, and not put that in the mail and ended up at Northwest? A little bit. I think, I don't know, I think someone was looking out for me or um, that maybe I just, didn't feel like there was so much pressure to make decisions and I see we do that to our student students every day and I think there were a lot of things about Washburn and I would have had a great experience there I think we actually ended up losing to them one one of those years I was there so they had a great team but um I think someone was watching out for me and I think maybe I just didn't have that pure passion and excitement and felt that deep down and so was was struggling to really make that decision um, definitive. Whenever you set foot on campus and, and you come in as a junior, I mean, um, you're coming off a time at Johnson County where you win the conference in singles as a freshman, you're runner-up in doubles both years. What were your expectations for yourself when you came to Northwest? You know, that's a good question. Um, I think I, I really wanted to contribute you know, I um, I was so excited to move out of my parents' house. I've been living there for, you know, my first couple years of college. I was just so excited to have some freedom again. You know, I was the oldest of four kids, so that, you know, my parents' house was always just full of action, and I was just finally ready to be on a college campus, and um, I rushed to sorority, and so I think there was just so much I was trying to digest, you know, that first year, and um, you know, in the tennis team, the craziest part was, too, the tennis team was, like, coming off of their best year the year before I get there. So it, I don't think there was – there was a little pressure on us, but the team was still really strong itself. And so um, I, def- I definitely didn't want to let anyone down and not be the player they wanted or needed in me. Um, so there was definitely um, some pressure but um, the, it's kind of nice with tennis, as you know, because the fall is not your competition season, so you have some time to kind of grow in that role. Um, ended up doing really well in doubles. Didn't have the best uh, singles career that first year. Really 
maybe either year, but um, but definitely was able to contribute in some key matches that I'm still proud of. And good Coach Rosie uh, speaks so highly of you, also as a doubles player, especially second in doubles at the MIAA Championships there in 1999. And I would think I never played. I mean, we didn't have it varsity in high school, and of course I was not nearly good enough to play in college either, of course. But I would think the communication would have to be perfect playing doubles, and that could be frustrating at time having to, to lean on one other person. And What made you so good at doubles whenever you got out there on the court? You know, I think I do well working with someone else, um, having a partner that holds you accountable, you know, working together with someone for a common goal. I see that even in now. I, do, I don't do as well probably working um, individually on task. You know, I like working collaboratively. And so I think doubles, um, if I'd get really frustrated, I couldn't, I couldn't give up because I was letting someone else down. And so um, – and, and there was someone there to pick me up. So, um, and I still think to this day that holds true. And it's funny, Matt, I've never really thought of it that way. But I definitely thrived in that environment of doubles and tended to, to have some, some struggles um, on the singles court when, when it was only you, you know, trying to, to work your way out of some, some tough matches. So Mark Rosewell, as you know, is a legend here in Maryville, kind of across the entire MIAA. Everybody knows um, Mark Rosewell. Are there any stories, any any little things from your playing days that kind of stick out and something that, uh, especially as he continues to hit milestone after milestone, always pops in your head? You know, I really, you know what was kind of scary too was, you know, I committed to come to Northwest, and then, you know, made all that back and forth, where should I go? And then that was the summer that Coach had one of his heart attacks and had a quintuple bypass before I got, right before I got there. Oh, wow. And um, I got the call from Yasmin Osborne, my high school friend and captain at the time, kind of this had happened. And, um, you know, part of me is thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, am I, have I committed to a school where there won't be a coach? Um, so that was definitely a, a little scary um, I think one of the things I coach really did work to make it a family environment with the men and the women's team, and we would do everything together. We would travel together. Um, you know, it was funny. I never really did a big spring break trip because we always had tennis trips on spring break. And he would arrange the spring break trip so where we would get up, we'd eat breakfast, we'd play like a one o'clock match. And then we'd get in the car and drive to the next place, get there at 9 or 10, go to bed and get up and do it the next day. And as a player, I just thought, oh, this isn't fun at all. And, I mean, no, it was fine, but, you know, you wanted to be more social and do things. And then when I became a coach, I was like, that was brilliant. That was brilliant of him. Nobody got in trouble, right? We stayed out of trouble because we were in the vans at night. He would work it so maybe we only had to have a couple meals a day. You know, we could maybe just get snacks for lunch. Um, so it's funny how my, my perception of all of that changed um, as, as I kind of started to become a coach. But um, he definitely was just someone who was so passionate about winning, and he did a really good job of, of not favoring one team over the other. I always appreciated that as well. Um, 
but man, he didn't like to lose either. <laughs> no, he does not. And you know what? The guy bleeds Bearcat Green more than anybody that I could possibly know. Just the support that he gives every program here at Northwest Missouri State and everything going on uh, really is tremendous. Whenever you think about moving on and all of a sudden you become a coach at Baker for five years, how often are you kind of tapping into that and giving him a call or kind of bringing up situations to him about how you should handle certain things? I definitely call them. Yes, I would definitely call him. I did quit playing him because I realized that was really not smart on my part after the first year because they, you know, we were in NAIA, NAIA school and they would just, you know, just beat us. And so I definitely did have to learn that the hard way, that that was not the best choice to play him. But um, we, we would go recruiting together. One time we met on like somewhere over on 70. I want to say it was like by the Old Valley, kind of by over by Worlds of Fun. And um, we met at this country club, and he had been driving like all night long from somewhere. And he shows up. I barely recognize him. And he goes and cleans up, and then we get in the car together and drive to Springfield to go recruiting. Um, I was like, Coach, did you sleep in your car last night? And he's like, just kind of looked at me, and I never really got a straight answer. But, um, but yeah, we, would, we just had such a good time traveling together to go recruiting and talking about recruits. And um, I really enjoyed that, that part of getting to kind of go through you know, we'd go to state tournaments together, and um, he just, he knows everybody. He, you mentioned a town. My favorite part now is when I bring him on campus. I know I'm skipping around a little. I'll introduce him to anyone. We mention a town, and he knows someone there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was definitely fun to tap into that and have that support, and he would always listen. Um, I know he was always proud, too. Yes, he is. He's uh not many like Mark Rosewell out there, so we are very happy to still have him here around on campus too. And So your coaching days are you are behind you. So far, something could change in the future, of course, but you're still still involved, a faculty athletics rep there for Missouri Western. Is that one of those things that it's just hard to quit sports and, and the relationships and everything that goes on that that's just a good way to kind of still stay involved and be close to it? Yes, that's such a good way of saying it. Um, you know, I I had a mentor once that said, you know, at some point you have to cut cut the cord with sport. And so I did, you know, for a couple years and um, loved teaching. And But there is something about being involved with intercollegiate athletics that um, does bring me joy. And the student athletes, the opportunity to get to know the student athletes on a, on a more intimate level, um, and opportunity to serve in some leadership roles on the MIAA and get to know, um, you know, some of the other administrators and the hours they put in. And um, it, it's just been a huge blessing in my life. And I can honestly say it's probably one of the favorite roles I've ever served. Um, and some days as a, a faculty athletic rep, you feel like you're really doing a lot to help the student athlete. Um, and then, then you might go through some periods of time where, you know, you're not called on as much. It's, there's definitely a learning curve there, and I'm not sure I've always, I still have it figured out. Um, someone, you know, kind of described it as kind of a bonus parent, you know, if you have, 
you have people in your life that love you, but it's just and are there to listen and care, and you have your faculty and you have your coaches. But the faculty athletic rep, it, at least for me, is just someone that a neutral person they can come to if, if they have any needs or concerns um, and can just kind of be that liaison between them, the athletic department, and the rest of campus. Well, still involved there at Missouri Western, which is hard, but at least it's in the MIAA and still close by. So uh, I have just a, a few quick questions left for you here, Reagan, then I'll let you go. Um, and typically they're kind of, I try to go something a little bit more off the wall typically. Um, okay, ready. Well, I happen to find an old media guide or at least a little clip um, about yourself. Colin McDonough here at Northwest was able to find this and send it over to me. So, so you're born on Halloween. Did you just grow up, I mean, like, costume parties for days for birthdays? Or were you just not having it, it was trick-or-treat, and then November 1st, celebrate your birthday? How would you handle that? I was kind of bitter I had to share my birthday with Halloween. <laughs> Isn't that, which is not my personality. Did you know when I was born, the doctor, I guess, kind of was mad at my mom because um, he didn't get to go trick-or-treating with his twins. He had, like, seven- or eight-year-old boy twins at the time. A tough so luck, maybe, man. Come on. <laughs> right. So maybe I started that. But, yeah, I did struggle a little with it when I was younger um, because, you know, I was the oldest child of four and definitely loved attention. And um, I think, you know, that birthday comes and you kind of think – that you're, it's a day you're going to get that um, focus from your parents or from other people. And, no, it didn't happen a lot. So, yes, it was um, – at times I have had a, um, yeah, bittersweet relationship with Halloween. I feel like as a doctor you kind of have to know things come up. And, you know, with what we do, it's like, well, Northwest might be playing a game right around Thanksgiving or stuff comes up or Halloween. You know, it's just yeah. it's nature of the job. So. I always say that I'm not dressing up because I'm going to dress up as the birthday girl. That um, <laughs> that's my. Uh, but maybe I just wasn't creative enough, or maybe I don't know if you have. Maybe if I had kids, I'd get more into it. Have you got? Have you found yourself getting more into it with your little guy? A little bit. Um, I mean, we've discussed like full family costumes, but <laughs> like I'm yeah, not but- sure if he is. I'm not sure if he's ready for that yet. So we'll wait <laughs> till he's older and then figure that out. <laughs> I'm gonna watch for him now. Next Halloween, tell Maddie I'm watching for him. All right, we'll we'll throw out some good ideas. So, <laughs> all right. So the next interesting fact from this media guide I found out about you: your favorite food in college was turkey sandwiches. Has that changed? It is definitely my favorite food now would not be turkey sandwiches. I still like them a lot. I still like them a lot. I still um, love a good turkey sandwich with good deli meat. Um, You know, we were really proud when Coach kind of made the transition from McDonald's to Subway. We kind of, my era credits ourselves with, with that. I don't know. He, he just rolls his eyes um, when, we, when we say that. But, um, but, no, yes, I still do love a really good turkey sandwich. Um, my mom still makes one of the best turkey sandwiches ever. And um, so I still sometimes when I pack my lunch um, for school, for campus, I will still make a turkey sandwich. But I would say my favorite food now would probably be sushi. So I've changed a little there. I was going to say, I figured that the, t- the palate had changed a little bit since being 20, 21 years old to being, you know, an adult and able to afford more than just, you know, deli meat sort of thing. Because I've been but there. I, I ate a lot of macaroni and cheese and scrambled <laughs> eggs. 
it reminds me though, I'm eating a lot of Aramark during Chiefs camp though. And you know what what is it? Whenever no matter how old you were, whether I was a student athlete and coach would take us to A and G, we thought we had, you know, won the lottery. Or now I get a free meal with working Chiefs camp with Aramark and I still think I've run won the lottery. So something about food and when it's given to you, um, and it's free, you still like it. Oh yeah, that's a big deal, for sure. All right. Last one. Is your favorite TV show still Beverly Hills 90210? Oh my, I said that? You did. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> there were just so many no. good stats, and then this stuff was in there too, and I'm like, all right, well, that's pretty good. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, I knew I liked that show. I wonder sometimes if I just wasn't very good at coming up with creative answers <laughs> when I would ask those questions. Not not good on the spot, for sure. Um no, I um, I would say my favorite show right now might be Brothers and Sisters. Or, no, um, what's one of the ones that's all those family dramas I really, really like. Parenthood was really good. So I would say, that, but it is, I, um, I didn't even watch, didn't they do a Beverly Hills reboot or something? That sounds right, but... Uh... I didn't watch the original, and I didn't care for the second round either, so I just kind of pretend it didn't exist, you know? <laughs> wow, Beverly Hills 90210. That's kind of showing my age. Do you think the college students today have heard of that show? I feel like they'd have to, right? It's pretty popular. It was pretty popular. I don't know. I think they would just say, I think it was a TV show. I don't think they would even know who was in it. I don't even know who was in it. I can't remember. Yeah. It, so. it was, you know, it was a, it was a great show for the time. See, I was going to say that you were probably more now into, like, The Office. You know, I have kind of started watching that about 10 years later than everybody else. <laughs> Better late uh, than ever. Right. So I've watched a few episodes of that. Um, oh, what about Ted Lasso? Oh, that's a good one. I've heard great things. I've been putting it off for a long time, but I think it's time I should probably get it and watch it. Well, you can get it and then cancel it. You know, it's only... I think like $7, $4.99 a month. I would recommend, I would say that would be um, one of my favorite shows in the last six months to a year. And part of it is the Kansas City Connections, I think, mm -hmm. um, make it make it really fun. But I would recommend a lot of people watch that show. We'll circle back around to that one. Oh, last one I had for you. Four kids in your family, were you the most athletic? No, I, I don't think so. Um, Give yourself some credit. You know... We all played sports. Sports was kind of what the comfort. We've talked a lot about it now. Um, you know, we, none of us were in the were musically. We, I wonder, you know, if we could have been. We didn't. Um, we never did theater really. Um, so sports was kind of what my parents knew and, and what they felt comfortable with and what we enjoyed. And I think a way to keep four kids busy. Um, but all my siblings were really involved. My sister played tennis. Um, and soccer, and she still plays more than I do almost, which is funny. Both my brothers um, were really big into basketball and baseball. They um, didn't quite get the height, I think, to continue on. Um, so I think, you know what is fun, though? Um, we all did play tennis growing up, and to this day when we all get together or a few of us get together, we do go play tennis. So tennis has allowed us. Um, something to do together. Now we need to get into pickleball. I there you hear. go. Pickleball's so that, a lot of fun. Yeah, I, that's kind of my I goal, I think, for some of us in the future. Um, 
my sister's been kind of playing and her boyfriend are really getting into it. And, you know, the great Jared Smith, a former Bearcat tennis player, head coach at Drury, has kind of become a national phenom. So I'm ready for, for him to give me some lessons. So tennis has been and athletics have been something that um, brought my family joy. It's a common topic we love and gives us um, something to do together. I'd say we are all pretty similar athletic. I just um, maybe focused on one sport and uh, had the opportunity to do it in college, which was really fortunate. Well, that's awesome. If you could ever get, come up sometime and head over to the Mark Rosewell Tennis Center just to play a friendly match, I'd love for you to beat John Coffey one day because uh, he beats up on me pretty good, and so I need someone to take him out for me. So if you're ever up for it, let us I, know. I almost, John Coffey, wow. I wonder... Um, He's playing a lot, though. We'd almost have to do a doubles match, maybe. Maybe you and I could be. Could we play John and Coach? I'm I'm pretty bad. I don't know if you. I don't know if you'd want to do Is that. that really? but yeah. You're not going to cut there for me. Okay. I mean, I, well, I I go line to line pretty well, but it's just I, I'm not very accurate. Is the issue? I wish I could. I'm worried though. I just have not been playing much, but I could. We could, I could at least try to, to win a few points, maybe a game against John. That could be that would be a good goal. Just got to wear him down, that's all. Just wear him down. Okay, <laughs> okay. Just kind of maybe get him after one of your long broadcasts or something, <laughs> and maybe he'd be tired after a football game. I could take him then. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Flip the lights on and go, so it'd be perfect. Well, that tennis center is amazing. I love that there's six courts there now. I would have done anything to have six back then. It's so beautiful. I'm so glad that Coach's name will forever be part of it. Um, I just love seeing those courts out there in the middle of campus. It, it couldn't be a more beautiful se- setting. They are. They're a great surface. They look great, and you're right. Coach Rosewell definitely deserves that. So we love to have him here. We love having you on the podcast, Reagan. I appreciate you coming on and letting me bug you. Well, thank you, Matt. Um, Hi to everyone. And, um, you know, Allison Hoffman gives me trouble because I don't wear green, but um, sometimes, but I guess I have a little green in my heart. There you go. Well, you know, if you ever want to, you know, sneak into a game and not tell the Missouri Western friends where you're at, then you can wear green all day. I still have I still have some Bearcat shirts in a in a uh, yeah a container, so I haven't I haven't given them up. They're there just in case. There you go. Well, if you get a uh, you know a national championship poster of some sort that comes into your work mail, then I guess you might have to hang it up. So <laughs> only if you sign it, Matt. Only if you sign it. You got it, Reagan. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again soon. Alrighty, thank you so much. Have a good day. Thanks again to Reagan Dodd joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. In case you missed it, over the last few weeks, our guests have included Matt Canella, the new head athletic trainer at Northwest. We had some interviews from MIAA Football Media Day, Northwest Deputy AD Troy Caton, and many more, so check out those archived podcast episodes. Thanks to Northwest Missouri State Professor Alex Kurt producing our intro and outro music, and thank you for listening to Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next time.